Welcome everyone to Daily Prayer at the Abbey. I'm Father David, and this is morning prayer for Wednesday, January 24th, the year of our Lord, 2024, the season of Epiphany. The prophet writes, From the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations, and in every place incense will be offered to my name, and a pure offering, for my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. We're so glad that you're joining us today at the Abbey, where I'll be leading us in prayer using the New Book of Common Prayer of the Anglican Church in North America. You can learn how to purchase your copy at the end of the podcast. Many thanks to all of our faithful listeners who've been so generous in your giving. Your continued support's helping this minister reach people all over the world with daily prayer. Make sure you check us out on Facebook and share us with your friends. We'll be praying responsibly this morning. I'll be reading the parts for the efficient. You'll be responding with the parts for the people in bold. So join me now on page 12 as we humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. In unison, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and the desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent. According to your promises, declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant each of you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Amen. The Invitatory, O Lord, open our lips, and your part, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our morning canticle, the Sergei Luminarium, page 80 of your Book of Common Prayer. The prophet writes, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open. By day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation, and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. And our psalms for this morning, Psalm 61 and 62, beginning on page 344 of your Book of Common Prayer. Our antiphon, the Lord has shown forth his glory, and the people say, O come, let us adore him. Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God, give ear unto my prayer. 
From the ends of the earth I will call upon you, when my heart is in heaviness. O set me upon the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge and my strong tower for me against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tabernacle forever, and my refuge shall be under the covering of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows, and have given a heritage to those who fear your name. You shall grant the king a long life, that his years may endure throughout all generations. His throne shall abide before God forever. O prepare your loving mercy and faithfulness, that they may preserve him. So will I always sing praise unto your name, that I may daily perform my vows. The Lord has shown forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Psalm 62. For God alone my soul in silence waits. From him comes my salvation. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will you assail a man to crush him, all you together, as if you were a tottering wall or a broken fence? Their plan is only to bring down the one whom God has exalted. Their delight is in lies. They bless with their mouth, but curse with their heart. Nevertheless, for God alone my soul in silence waits, for my hope is in him. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense so that I shall not fall. In God is my help and my glory. He is the rock of my might, and in him is my trust. Oh, put your trust in him always, you people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our hope. As for the children of men, they are but a breath. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the scales they are altogether lighter than a breath. Oh, trust not in oppression. Put not vain hopes in robbery. If riches increase, set, your, set not your heart upon them. One thing has God spoken, indeed two things have I heard him say, that power belongs to our God, and that you, O Lord, are merciful, for you reward everyone according to his work. And the glory of pottery, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our first lesson, Genesis, chapter 24. Genesis 24, verse 1. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest in his household, who had charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh, that I may make you swear by the Lord the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but will go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham and his master and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed taking all sorts of choice gifts from his master, and he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at the time of evening, the time when women go out to draw water. 
And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, Please let down your jar that I may drink, and who say, shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the son, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her water jar on her shoulder. The young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden whom no man had known. She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a little water to drink from your jar. She said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly let down her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well to draw water. And she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether the Lord had prospered his journey or not. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold ring weighing a half shekel and two bracelets for her arms weighing ten gold shekels and said, Please tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She said, We have plenty of both straw and fodder and room to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness towards my master. As for me, the Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsmen. Then the young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban. Laban ran out toward the man to the spring. As soon as he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms and heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, thus the man spoke to me. He went to the man, and behold, he was standing by the camels at the spring. He said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. So the man came to the house and unharnessed the camels and gave straw and fodder to the camels, and there was water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. Then food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have said what I have to say. He said, Speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master and has become great. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male servants and female servants, camels and donkeys, and Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and to him he has given all that he has. My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. But you shall go to my father's house, and to my clan, and take a wife for my son. I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to me, The Lord before whom I have walked will send his angel with you, and prosper your way. You shall take a wife from my son from my clan and from my father's house. Then you will be free from my oath when you come to my clan. And if they will not give her to you, you will be free from my oath. I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if now you are prospered the way that I go, behold, I'm standing by the spring of water. Let the virgin who comes out to draw water to whom I shall say, Please give me a little water from your jar to drink, and who will say to me, Drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son.
Before I'd finished speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came out and her water jar on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew water. I said to her, Please let me drink. She quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give your camel's drink also. So I drank, and she gave the camel's drink also. Then I asked her, Whose daughter are you? She said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore to him. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her arms. Then I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has led me by the right way to take the daughter of my master's kinsman for her son. Now then, if you are going to show steadfast love and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard these words, he bowed himself to the earth before the Lord. And the servant brought out jewelry of silver and of gold and garments and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave to her brother and to her mother costly ornaments. He and his, the man who were with him ate and drank. And they spent the night there. When they arose in the morning, he said, Send me away to my master. Her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman remain with us a while, at least ten days. After that she may go. But he said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. They said, Let us call the young woman and ask her. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will go. So they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands, and may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate him. Then Rebekah and her young women arose and rode on the camels and followed the man. Thus the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac had returned from Beer Lahiroi and was dwelling in the Negeb. And Isaac went out to med med meditate in the field towards evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, there were camel coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant, Who is that man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah his mother and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us respond to the lesson in the words of the Benedictus, Estomini, page 18. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple, on the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim, we will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths, in the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Our second lesson, the Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. John chapter 12, verse 1. Six days before the Passover, 
Jesus, therefore, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, but Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Jesus said, Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. When the large crowd of Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. The Benedictus on page 19, our response. Together, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Feel free to pause the podcast now and to reflect on this morning's lessons, but return and join me as we lift our voices together and profess our faith in the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed In unison, I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. 
I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This concludes our Liturgy of the Word as we move now to our time of prayer. The Lord be with you, and with your spirit, the people say. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. In unison, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our morning suffrages, O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. Page 602, our collect of the day from the third Sunday of Epiphany. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation that we in the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. And on page 23, this collect for grace on this Wednesday morning. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you've brought us safely to the beginning of this day. Defend us by your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor run into any danger and that guided by your Spirit, we may do what is righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now we'll lift up three prayers for mission, as is our custom. The first on behalf of the Church of Jesus Christ and its leaders. Secondly, we want to remember our government leaders. And lastly, we want to pray for our neighbor, our fellow man, as we lift up our prayer list unto the Lord. I'll use these three prayers on page 24 to frame our intercessions. I invite you to join with me. Almighty and everlasting God, who alone works great marvels, we pray to send down upon our clergy and the congregations committed to their charge your life-giving spirit of grace. Shower them with the continual dew of your blessing and ignite in them a zealous love of your gospel. We pray this day for all of those you've called to shepherd your people as apostles and prophets, evangelists and pastors and teachers. 
We ask, O God, that you'd help these to be faithful ministers of your word and your sacraments as they walk before your people as godly examples of the faith. We pray for Foley, our Archbishop of the Anglican Church in North America, along with Mark, our Bishop here in the Anglican Diocese of the Great Lakes, and Alan, our Suffragan Bishop-elect. Take this time to lift up your Archbishop or your Bishop and remember your pastor or your rector. Be sure and hold up your church or your mission work before the Lord. I hold up Crossroads Anglican and the Abbey. If you're joining us from another denomination, lift up your denomination and its leaders. Father, forgive us our sad divisions. Make us one. Help us to love one another as Christ has loved us and help us to do those works that are pleasing in your sight. Help us to be that shining city on a hill which cannot be hidden as we manifest to the world that we're Christ's disciples with the great love we have one for another and help us take this love to a lost and a dying world. These things we pray through Jesus Christ our Lord, the chief apostle and high priest of our confession. Amen. Now let's lift up our government leaders. O God, you've made of one blood all the peoples of the earth, and you sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. We pray today for all of those you've called to govern, asking that you'd lift up the humble and those who do what is right, but to resist the proud and the self-serving, rebuking the wicked openly so that all may learn to fear you and learn that all power and all authority comes from you. We pray for Joe, our president, Kamala, our vice president, all the president's cabinet. We lift up Mike, our speaker, and Chuck, our Senate leader, and all of our elected officials in the House and Senate. We pray for John, our chief justice, and all the members of the Supreme Court and all the courts throughout the land. I bring to you Gretchen, my governor here in the state of Michigan, along with Gary, my township supervisor, and I invite each of you to lift up the governor of your state or your commonwealth and to remember your local leader. Father, give all these that we've elected and those that they've appointed wisdom and strength to know and to do your will. And since your word declares that righteousness exalts a nation, we ask that you'd help each of us to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with you so that you might visit our nation with your blessing. These things we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Finally, Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those that do not know you to the knowledge and the love of you. We pray today for all of those that are suffering under war, under terrorism, under natural disasters, 
at the hand of the violent criminal, especially the human traffickers. We pray for your church that is being persecuted, and we lift up all the families of the martyrs, along with all of those who are nursing or have lost loved ones. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for all of those that are suffering in their minds, in their bodies, under personal welfare or material circumstances. We pray for those that find themselves under mortal dangers, all of our prisoners and captives, all our men and women in the military and law enforcement communities, all our first responders and our healthcare workers, these that protect us, O oh Lord, we ask you to protect them. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you could stretch forth your mighty hand to heal, to deliver, to provide for all of those who are calling upon your holy name. It's the only name given under heaven whereby men shall be saved. And these things we ask for the honor of your great name. Amen. Feel free to pause the podcast now and to lift up your personal intercessions unto the Lord, but return and join with me at the end as we lift our voices together and give thanks to Almighty God. The General Thanksgiving on page 25. Together, Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all of your goodness and loving kindness to us and all whom you've made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your measurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. We pray you give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all of our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you've given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. And you've promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. You've been listening to Morning Prayer at the Crossroads, a prayer ministry of Crossroads Anglican in South Lyon, Michigan. Thank you for being our guest today at the Abbey. We hope that you found your visit encouraging as we strive together to build one another up in the faith and to make the habit of daily prayer a regular part of your Christian discipleship. If you'd like to learn more about Crossroads Anglican and daily prayer, please check out our website at crossroadsabbey.org. You'll find a host of prayer resources and helpful links there that'll help you learn more about the Anglican tradition, liturgical worship, and our vision to help strengthen and encourage your walk and help you draw closer to God. You can purchase your own copy or download a free PDF of the New Book of Common Prayer by visiting the Anglican Church of North America's website at bcp2019.anglicanchurch.net. 
That's bcp2019.anglicanchurch.net. I'm Father David, and this has been a production of Crossroads Anglican. If you'd like to help support our ministry, please click on the donation button on the right side of our homepage and make your tax-deductible gifts. Alleluia, alleluia. Let us bless the Lord, brothers and sisters. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to Him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.